Graduations are over, temperatures running high, ice cream is on the menu, the sun rises early, it also sets late. Still, it wasn't official until today. That's right, this is the first full day of astronomical summer. doing this summer? Will you be joining the people hitting the roads, braving the traffic, paying higher summer gas prices, or will you be among those enjoying the new way to spend time off, the staycation? This trend took off during the recession of the late 2000s, and the pandemic has only made it more popular. Many people are now staying in local hotels. Yes, not even at home. Some even walk from their home to their hotel room. No doubt about it. We live in a changing world. The trend away from road trips and towards staycations, only one indication of this. What a comfort it is to know that in this constantly shifting world, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And here on this Monday, we're continuing in a series we started last week called In the Footsteps of Peter. It was a grand celebration, the Feast of Weeks, also known as Pentecost. Jews from all over the ancient world were traveling to the Holy City to celebrate this annual feast. But the Pentecost recorded in Acts 2 was unlike any other. Fifty days prior, a world-shifting event had taken place during the Passover. The Lord Jesus had been crucified. Peter and the other followers of Christ had watched in astonishment as he was raised into the heavens. There at the Father's right hand, Jesus was about to enact the next movement in his great work of salvation. He was about to pour out the Spirit. Our next stop, as we follow in the footsteps of Peter, this day of Pentecost, what was it all about? And what really took place there? Well, stay with me as we turn to the book of Acts to learn more about this momentous event and we see how even Peter, who was weak in his faith only weeks before, was used mightily by God when he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then after this program, I want to send you an epic documentary that follows the footsteps of Peter. I'm David Suchet, and I'm in search of one of the most puzzling characters in history, a simple first-century fisherman who somehow became the founding father of the most powerful Christian church on earth. Wow, look at these. We know him as St. Peter, mentioned more times in the New Testament than anyone except Jesus. Peter's character and what motivates him has always intrigued me. In this series, I'll be uncovering fragments of tradition and half-whispered traces of Peter's life, revealing surprising new discoveries and theories about the man who shaped a faith that came to dominate Western civilization. Originally produced for the BBC, In the Footsteps of Peter is hosted by David Suchet. Yes, the same man who played Hercule Poirot on the BBC mystery series by Agatha Christie and who does the narration for the Jesus Storybook Bible. I know that as you watch this film, your faith will grow and you'll see how the Lord took a simple fisherman like Peter to bring the greatest revival the world has ever seen. And he can use you and me as well. Would you call us after the program? 
Would you make your fiscal year-end gift to Hayden today, but ask for in the footsteps of Peter? We're only a couple of weeks away from our deadline, and we really could use your help to make our budget goal this June. Here's the number to call after the program. 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and watch the film's trailer, and you can make your gift for the DVD at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And if you'd like to see both In the Footsteps of Peter and In the Footsteps of Paul, two documentaries with David Suchet. We have both DVDs in a special bundle for your minimum gift to the ministry. Ask about that when you call or read more when you go online. And now, let's open the program with Francesca Battistelli. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves, where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Yo 
We're talking about Pentecost on A Haven Today, called In the Footsteps of Peter. I'm Charles Morris, and we open with a song called Holy Spirit by Francesca Batticelli. Well, today, when we hear the word Pentecost, all kinds of things might come to mind. But for faithful Jews in the first century, it was simply one among many holidays. In the Old Testament, this celebration is referred to as the Feast of Weeks. It was dedicated to rejoicing in the Lord's provision for their harvest over the previous year. The Israelites were to bring their first fruits, the best of their crop, as offerings to the Lord. And then they were to meet for worship and Sabbath rest. The Feast of Weeks reminded the people of God that even though they had once been slaves, they were now the recipients of God's abundant generosity to the extent that they even had enough to share with sojourners, widows, and orphans. That's what Pentecost was all about. For that reason alone, Pentecost is worth us dwelling on every day of our lives. The world you and I live in always tells us that we need more. We're always tempted to be discontent about what we have. But Pentecost is a reminder to us that God has already dealt with us lavishly. We are the children of God, after all. He is a perfect Father who provides. There is nothing good in our lives that we have earned ourselves. No, really. Everything we have, we've received. And that's why God worked this feast into the ordinary yearly schedule of the Israelites. In the Old Covenant, the Feast of Weeks came 50 days after the Passover. So, in the rhythm of the Hebrew calendar, the Israelites first observed the sacrifice of the Passover lamb, and then 50 days later celebrated the good harvest of their land. Whatever the celebration looked like by the time of the first century, we can be sure that Peter would have been a regular attendee. Well, we're in our series this week in the footsteps of Peter. And like many other Jews of his day, Peter's footsteps would have taken him to Jerusalem to celebrate the abundance of God. Little did he know that on this particular Pentecost, he would witness the most abundant outpouring of blessing in the history of the world. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, A sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews, 
and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. From Acts chapter 2 in a reading by actor David Suchet, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Today and our program in the footsteps of Peter. As I said earlier, Jews from all over the ancient world would have traveled to Jerusalem to celebrate the annual Feast of Weeks. But the Pentecost recorded in Acts 2 was unlike any before. Fifty days before, Jesus had been crucified. Three days later, Peter and the disciples saw him risen from the dead. And of course, they had just seen him raised into the heavens. There, at the Father's right hand, Jesus was about to enact the next movement in his great work of salvation. He was about to pour out his Holy Spirit. Now, if you've been a follower of Jesus for any length of time, you know that his assignment was to come to this world, live a morally perfect life before God, die in the place of sinners, and then be raised from the dead. Many of us are even quick to mention that his ascension into heaven is also part of his work, but we can too easily forget that when our Messiah went into the heavenly kingdom, we received the Holy Spirit. That's exactly what Peter said in his Pentecost sermon. The question was being asked that extraordinary day, what's happening here? And Peter gave the answer. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. This is a remarkable thing for Peter to claim. Jesus was the Son of God. He is the everlasting God. He is one with the Father and the Spirit for all eternity. And when he began his earthly ministry, he was baptized and the Spirit descended upon him. Remember that when John baptized him? Jesus has never been without the Spirit of God. But when he ascended, Christ received his Spirit in a new way. The Spirit came to him as a gift. And then Jesus poured out this gift upon his church. Peter's whole life had led him to this point. He and other followers of Christ were together on that day of Pentecost, no doubt praying and meditating on God's word. That's what we see them doing at the end of this chapter and later in Acts chapter 4. And Peter was there among them, the same one who turned his back on the Savior merely weeks before, denying his name to others, but Jesus had restored him and even commissioned him to feed the good shepherd's sheep. And that's exactly what Peter did, not because he worked his way out of disgrace and shame, only because Christ commanded and the Spirit empowered. When the Holy Spirit fell upon those first disciples, 
they began to preach the gospel to Jews from all over the world. People who spoke completely different languages were suddenly hearing the good news of Christ in their own native language. And in the midst of this, when crowds of men and women and children were confused about the extraordinary things they were seeing, Peter stood up and he let loose. He preached. Now, you may not have been called to preach, but our callings in life are empowered by this same Spirit. He provides for us abundantly. Think of the depths to which Peter had fallen. Nothing but a work of God's Spirit could get him back up and on his feet. Nothing but the abundant mercy of Almighty God. We receive these abundances every day. In 1 Corinthians 12, we read that we all have different kinds of gifts, but They all come from the same giver, the Holy Spirit. The Spirit who turned Peter's life around and enabled him to stand and proclaim the gospel on Pentecost. That's the same Spirit who gives you and me courage in our work, persistence in our parenting, encouragement when we're low. But the most amazing thing about Peter's experience on the day of Pentecost is not what he was empowered to do. It was the gift itself. What Peter received, what the whole church received that day, was God himself. God, the Holy Spirit, was lavished on his people in a way he never had been before. That's what our gracious Lord had promised for ages. He says in Romans 8 that we are heirs of God. That's a phrase that can pass us by if we're not careful. Heirs of God means that we inherit God, just like he was to Peter The Lord has been kind to us all. He is our greatest treasure. He is our best gift that we've ever been given. We might bring our offerings to the Lord. We might present our lives to Him as a living sacrifice all our days. But God has given us His very self. Through Christ, by the Spirit of Christ, the Lord is our inheritance. Peter proclaimed it on the day of Pentecost. Well, let's you and me Believe it again anew. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Thou my best thought by day or by Sleeping, thy presence, my life.
group out of Nashville called Sela. We've had them on the program before. We play their music all the time. Be Thou My Vision from their greatest hymns album here on Haven Today. Travel around the world is slowly coming back, but it's still hard to get to places this year, especially if you wanted to follow Peter's footsteps in Israel. But I do know one way that you can experience the Holy Land like never before by taking a virtual vacation with me and watching a special documentary that we have for you, hosted by British actor David Suchet. Here's a moment when he was discovering where Peter would have been physically on the day of Pentecost. Stephen, we know that at Pentecost, Peter came out and started making this very long speech, and we're told that hundreds of people were converted. Where would that have taken place? Well, some people talk about it being a small room someplace off in the distance here, but you needed a bigger setting for that. Uh, the setting was of a place where their group could meet, and then it spilt out into a courtyard where there were people of all languages that were able to listen to one another. Yes. The only place that we really have that uh, depicts that type of setting is right over here at the Temple Mount. We have the platform here. We yeah. don't have the temple to see, but it was over here in that area in the porticos that surrounded the Temple Mount where they had synagogues. And this is probably where that event took place. Do you think the authorities would have been concerned about what was going on? Local authorities would have looked upon this with a great deal of consternation because at any time they don't have control, of course, then they are very concerned, both the Roman authorities and also the religious authorities. There were people all over for the feast. But all of a sudden, in one little corner of the place, all this action starts taking place, and everyone starts running to the, to the place to see what's going on. And yes, it did just disrupt things a bit. And does this happen all the time? No. No. What a day. What a moment this was. <laughs> Would you say that this was the birth of the church? Christ's church? This is the point at which the church became a real spokesman and a reflection of the life and ministry of Jesus. Yes. So yes, this would be what, like you say, the birth of the church. The birth of the yes. church. On location in Israel, David Suchet as he was filming in the footsteps of Peter. Powerful to hear, even more stunning to watch. I really want to send you this two-hour-long documentary that'll take you to places Peter worked and lived, and as you follow in his footsteps, your faith will grow. You'll see how God used an ordinary man like Peter to spread the gospel and how he can use you too. Would you call us right now? Would you make your fiscal year-end gift to help us reach our budget by the end of June and help us to keep sharing the great story that's all about Jesus? Our number to call right now is 800-654-2836. Sixty-five Haven. 
or come visit our website. Watch the trailer from the documentary. Then you can make your gift there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. In the footsteps of Peter. And if you didn't get in the footsteps of Paul from us last year, we have both as a special bundle for your minimum gift. Ask about that when you call or read more about it when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next time, tomorrow, when again we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. A fresh coat of paint can cover up a lot, but it doesn't fix what's wrong underneath. That's why professional painters shine spotlights on the walls before they paint. The bright light causes every tiny defect to cast a shadow. It's only by the light that the painter can see what needs to be painted. Something similar happens when you put your trust in Jesus. Ephesians 4 says, Everything exposed by the light becomes visible. This is why it's said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And here's the great news. When the light of Christ shines on you, he's the one who is at work. It's his power at work that brings lasting change. Get started with Anchor Devotional. Delivered to your home in print monthly. Visit getanchor.com.